Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. tell us in Matthew 24 verse 4 through 5 says this and Jesus answered and said unto them take heed that no man deceive you for many shall come in my name saying I am Christ and shall deceive many the Paul also tells us in second uh, Corinthians 11 and 4 for he that cometh preach it For he that come and preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached. So if this great deception that was prophesied has taken place, and it has, how do we know which Christ to follow? We welcome you to join us as we examine the scriptures to see if you know Christ. That is, if you can handle the truth. Shalom, brothers and sisters out there. This is, this is your host, Dawa Yad, and with me I have Hashi Yad. Say words. Yeah, shalom everybody, most high in the name of Christ, bless you. We're the brothers from the Body of Christ um, Church. Um, today's topic we're going to be going to is, uh, do you really know Christ? So today's topic is, do you really know Christ? The reason for this topic is, for a lot of reasons, um, basically for a lot of reasons that we even do any show, or any time we teach in particular, is because a lot of people out here really don't know Christ, a lot of people really don't know the Bible, is basically what it's going into. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people put on Christ's name on a lot of different things, but yet they are not speaking the true scriptures, you know, the true words according to the Bible. So today's uh, topic is basically showing you that the word of God is real and the word of God is coming out of the Bible itself and not out of our own minds, out of our own vain imagination, not you know, under the prosperity doctrine, which you can't find in the Bible. Um, you know, gays and lesbians marrying one another and put Christ's name up there, you can't find it in the Bible. You know, these so-called holidays of this world, you know, um, you know, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, you can't find it in the Bible. You know, a lot of these things you can't find in the Bible, yet people teach these things and put Christ's name up there. So, so basically that's what we're really going into. Um, so it's going to be kind of broad. We're going to go into a lot of different things, more than likely, or basically just dealing with what's written in the Bible and dealing with the laws in Christ. As always, repentance is the key, as always. So today's topic is, do you really know Christ? Now, the first scripture I want to go into is 1 John, 1 John chapter 2. 
hope we never get that clip. First wow. John chapter two and read read sorry verse three. This is first John the second chapter. And starting at the third verse. And it reads, uh, and hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that said, I know him, and keep not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Verse 6. He that said he abide in him ought, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Okay, so this is basically saying a mouthful. And if the church has heard these scriptures we just read just now, mm-hmm. <laughs> it will be evident that they don't know Christ. All right, verse 3, and hereby we do know that we know him, meaning Christ, if we keep his commandments. <laughs> so why is it that a lot of these churches today are saying that the commandments are done away with? And that's a question for a lot of people out there to really ask themselves. What commandments were done away with? You keep saying the commandments are done away with. So, a lot of people really don't understand. They say the Passover, Unleavened Bread, Feast of Pentecost, you know, Day of Atonement, all these days, they're done away with. And we have new ones now. You know? But what scripture is that? But you can't prove that according to scripture. All you can do is come out with your vain thoughts. And your ideas or what you have heard other pastors teach you or your mother or wherever it came from or derived from your first time hearing it. And the rest of the world is following it. So you know what? It must be right. But according to the commandments of God, we have to keep his commandments. Okay? And we cannot, we cannot make up our own commandments and say that they're of Christ. He that say, if I know him and keep not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Just like our... our um. Our blog talk radio um, show is called Can You Handle the Truth? A lot of people can't handle the truth because they don't have the truth in them. They're walking in lies. They're not walking according to these scriptures. But whosoever keep his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. So I was letting you know if you keep his commandments, the love of God will be perfected. Hereby, um, hereby know we that we are in him. And he saith, he abideth him Excuse me, I'm going to read verse 6 again. He that saith he abides in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. So Jesus Christ himself walked without without committing any sins. So we ourselves are supposed to what? Follow the example that he laid. So these are the things that we're supposed to do. So when you ask yourself, do I really know Christ? The foundation of knowing Christ is to walk as he walked. So how did he walk? Did, did Christ keep the Passover, brother? Yes. All right. Did he keep Easter? Yes. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you sound like what it is. Well, well, well the term, the term Easter did be is a term there. They 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 trans they mistranslated into meaning Passover, but I mean into meaning something else. But mm-hmm. we know he kept the Passover. He didn't keep no pagan holidays. Now, did he keep Easter? You know what I'm saying? As did, the world know it, no. And did he keep Thanksgiving or Christmas? Absolutely not. All right, now. The reason why we say these things, we want to keep it real basic so people can understand. We have to keep it basic because some people just don't get it, you know? So when we look at Christmas, December 25th, as his birthday, because a lot of people acknowledge Christ, Jesus Christ, as being born on December 25th. Now, 
with the Passover, when we see the Bible, we can find the Passover in the Bible, right, brother? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when we find the Passover, it gives us the day to keep that day, how many days to keep it, and why we are to honor that day. Exactly. Okay. So now the people out there got to look at Christmas the same way. Find me Christmas in the Bible the same way that I could find a Passover in the Bible. Can they do that? Can we get anybody in the chat room to bring that scripture up? Or get anyone in the chat room or a call us to call in to give us the scriptures that says on that date. On December 25th? Yep. On December 25th, this is the day that we're supposed to keep in honor of Christ's birth. And show us how to keep it and why. Could they do that? They can't do that. Same thing with Thanksgiving when you think about it like that. Can they do that? See, these are the things that they got to ask themselves. You know what I'm saying? If you can't prove it according to the word of God, then you can't keep it. Period. In the story. Before I continue, I want to go to another scripture since it just came to me. So that, while you go to that scripture, that, uh -huh. you know, that's backed up in um, the scripture we just read, First John's, the second chapter. In exactly. case anybody missed it, First John, the second chapter, verse... Uh, um, let me see. Verse verse six. Mm -hmm. Verse six says, First John the second chapter, verse six says, He that said he abide in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. So the things that Christ did is the things we gotta fix ourselves to do. And the things that he didn't do and commanded us not to do is the things that we should not be doing. Okay. Exactly. So, you know what? Let's go to Romans chapter 3. Let's go to Romans chapter 3 for me real quick. I'm trying to find this clip, man. I can't believe it. I can't believe I can't find it. All right, what verse you want? Uh, Romans chapter 3 and read verse... Start at verse 1. Might as well start at verse 1. Romans 3 and 1. Mm -hmm. What advantage then has the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. Verse 3. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Mm -hmm. God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightst be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. Okay. Now, when we read that scripture, brother, I just want you to help a little bit in this scripture. This scripture we use all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, what we just went into, we went into uh, Christmas, went into Thanksgiving, we talked about Easter. Now, according to the Bible, if we read that scripture right there, <laughs> would their sayings, would their sayings be... <laughs> Be true according to the Bible? Remember about me again, I was reading this. Oh, okay, you reading that? When you read Romans chapter 3 and you read um, verse 4, it says, God forbid, let, let God be true and every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justifying our sins. Are they justifying their sins when it comes to Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter and all these things? No, because it's not written. That's why the scripture said every man is a liar, because the doctrine. They coming up with Christmas is a man-made doctrine. It's not written in the Word of God. And we have to go according to what's written in the Word of God. Exactly. And that's the key point, right? Because that's what I wanted from that. Because if anything, like we just said a little while ago, 
we got the Passover, okay? Matter of fact, we just came out of Purim not so long ago. Now, we could go to, we could go to the books and prove what these days are and the dates and the, reasons, and the reasons why. But they can't do that. So for them to say they really know Christ and they are Christians and they follow Christ, they are following a strange doctrine that is not of Christ. Exactly. So how can you call yourself a follower of Christ or call yourself a Christian or identify yourself with Christ and with the Holy Spirit when nothing in the word of God, which is the Holy Spirit, his word is the Holy Spirit, and you will find his words in, written in the Bible. How come we can't find these days? <laughs> so, well, go ahead. Well, well, because basically it's showing you that they, they have, uh, these days are pagan, pagan origins. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, anybody that do their research could find out how these days got into the church. Mm-hmm. But the scriptures warn us, warn us, of uh, us being removed from the simplicity that's in Christ. Um, matter of fact, you might not yeah, let, me, let me get the scripture. The scripture we read. Matter of fact, we read it at the beginning. It's in the um, in the top. What is that? Second Corinthians, the eleventh chapter. Okay. Yeah, let's let's read that again. Second Corinthians, you said? Yes, right. right. That's one of the scriptures we read that Paul brought out. But um, let's start at verse two for me. 11 and 2. 2 Corinthians 11 and 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 2. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a, ch- as a chaste virgin to Christ. Now, this is saying a lot because for us to be a chaste virgin, a chaste virgin is someone that's undefiled. So, if we're going to be an undefiled virgin in Christ, that means we have to be dealing with Christ and Christ only. And when we look at pagan holidays, that the modern Christian church deals with these days have um, their pagan and then they have their origins in um, in pagan worship, mm-hmm. which is philosophies of other gods. Mm-hmm. So if, if we're gonna deal with something that's a philosophy coming from another god, how are we gonna be chaste virgins to Christ? How are we gonna be a virgin? Exactly. We're, not. We're, we're becoming defiled. Exactly. And that's very serious that we look at this because we cannot be defiled if we come into Christ. We have to be dealing with with uh, what the Heavenly Father Christ ordered, ordained for us to deal with. So that's why um, Paul is letting us know here about we have to be chaste virgin in Christ. But uh, read on on that. Verse 3. But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And that's exactly what's going on in the world. People's minds is being corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ because... Mm-hmm. What you have to do is deal with the spirit of Christ, which is the word. We have to deal with his word, but people are going into other things and going into other avenues mm-hmm. that's not written nor contained in the scriptures. You know, they're going into other philosophies. That's why verse 4, you know, backs it up for us. Verse 2 Corinthians 11 and 4. For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with them. See, and that's that's what's going on. All everything that he just mentioned there. He said, For if he that come and preaches another Jesus, which another Christ is being preached, which the apostles didn't preach of. Exactly. Because the apostles didn't preach of a Christ that says that we supposed to keep Christmas, we supposed to keep Easter, we supposed to keep these pagan holidays. Mm-hmm. The apostles didn't teach of a Christ that said that we don't have to keep the commandments of God. Exactly. 
that's not in the scriptures because yeah, because Christ clearly the scriptures we read the scriptures in First John's um the second chapter where it tells we ought to walk how He walked and how did He walk? He kept all the commandments of the heavenly Father. He showed us that it can be done. Exactly. You know, you said He came at, he, he came like we are yet without sin. Mm-hmm. So He He made that He was a perfect example. He showed us how to deal with with our temptation, how to deal with lust. You know, He told us, look. We have heard that it was said of old that thou shalt not commit adultery. But I said unto you, if you look unto, on a woman to lust after her, you have committed adultery already in your heart. So he's letting us know that we have to check our thoughts. Mm-hmm. So let me read this verse 4 again. It says, if he that come and preached another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit. Because the spirit, when we look at Christ, what did Christ tell us in um, St. John the 6th chapter? He tells us that the words are spiritual. Exactly. You know, he said that his words are spiritual, so we're supposed to receive his word. That's the spirit we're supposed to be dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're dealing with his spirit and what he says, then we, you know, we connect it with his spirit. That's why, um, you know what, give me, can I pull out the scripture? Um, St. John 7, 738, please, mm-hmm. brother. St. John 738. St. John chapter 7 and verse 38. Mm-hmm. And it reads, He that believeth on me, as the scriptures have as the scripture have said. See, that's important right there. He that believe on me, as the scripture has said. Exactly. How many people believe Christ according to the scriptures? Very few. You know, because as the scripture has said, meaning what's written. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are dealing with things that's not written. So he's saying, He that believed on me, as the scripture has says, read on. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now the next verse um, explains what does it mean. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. St. John 7.39. But this spake he of the Spirit. Of the Spirit? Look at the word Spirit again. Are they dealing with this Spirit? You know? Which they that believe on him should receive. Of the Spirit which they that believe on him should receive. And that's going into the scriptures. The whole, yeah, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, jump in that same chapter, read verse 17. Huh? You don't want to finish out 39? Um, yeah, you can read. Yeah, you can finish out and then jump to 17. All right. For this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. All right, now jump to verse 7. 17. Excuse me, verse St. John 7, 17. Mm-hmm. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. So, the reason why I read that, because if we do his will, which is the keeping of the Most High's commandment. Give me, let me give me one more scripture in um, St. John's 14 chapter. Because St. John's 14 explains what it means. If you do his will, you shall know of the doctrine. Because that's that spirit that it's talking about, the Holy Spirit. Because if you do his will, you shall receive of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to guide you into all truth, as, as the Scriptures tells us. I want to, I want, so, I want to finish, finish this out. because all right, yeah. this, this is important because what you're bringing out, I mean to cut you off, man. Mm-hmm. I'll let you finish it out. But because Christ is letting them know, just like we're letting people know out there, how are you going to know the difference between if I'm coming in my own name or if I'm coming mm-hmm. in the name of the Father? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I'm going to read uh, St. John 7 and 17. If any man will do his will... He shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Exactly. Because there's a lot of people out there speaking of themselves. 
Mm-hmm. And people are, people are accepting them, but yet... Stopping it up, boy. Yes. Yet, they're not learning what is the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. And Christ, the, what Christ taught us was the will of the Father was that we repent. That's the doctrine of Christ, repentance. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus went out and began to say, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. So the will of the Father is that we repent and we do his commandments. And we follow the examples of his son. So Christ is letting us know if any man will do that, let's prove Let's back that up. St. John's uh, 14, let's read 15 down to 17. Because that's, that's going on into the spirit that we're supposed to be receiving. But the world is receiving a different spirit. It's not receiving the spirit that Christ is teaching us about. All right, St. John 14 and 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither know him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So that's that spirit. Mm-hmm. And it shall, it's, what it says again, it shall bring us to all truth. Yeah, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither know him, but ye know him, for he dwell with you and, and shall be in you. So the key of getting that spirit is to do his will, mm-hmm. keeping his commandments. That's what Christ just said in, in uh, St. John's 14, verse 15. Mm-hmm. If we keep his commandments, we shall know of his, know of his will. Now, I'm going to start where I started off. And I'm going to read that again in um, 2 Corinthians 11 and 4. It says, uh, for, for if he that come and preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit which ye had not received, or another gospel. Because the gospel that Christ came with is the gospel of repentance. So mm-hmm. what is the other gospel that's out there? There's all types of different gospels that's out there, you know, which is really putting another spirit or another vibration on the people, which is not according to what's written in the scriptures. You know, or the understanding that Christ gave us that we are supposed to walk and keep the commandments of the Father and follow that example of Christ. So that's the spirit the world got is this, you know, celebrating Christmas, New Year's. Um, you can sin and, and just say a couple Bloody Marys or whatever they say, Holy Marys, or, you know, they, they, they have a, the rosary. They walk around with a rosary that they use for prayer. You know, they, they, they hold certain beads and make certain prayers. All that stuff is not in the scriptures, man. Mm-hmm. It's not in the scriptures. They're making all this doctrine of men up and, and following men. Exactly. But yet what the gospel is telling us to do and what the, um, Christ is commanding us to do to be accepted of the Father, they're not dealing with that. They're not dealing with that. Right. But that's the sad part. Um, I had a couple of scriptures to go into the same thing, but I'm glad you brought it out so I don't even have to. There's a lot of stuff dealing with the Holy Spirit is very important because that's what we're dealing with. That's what God gave us. He gave us the Holy Spirit so we can do what? <laughs> so we can do what? So we can honor him in his word, what he commanded us to do. You see? But without the Holy Spirit, you're going to be dwelling in another spirit, and that's what? The spirit of Satan. But Satan is real crafty. See, he put Christ's name on things, and then you think that it's of him because some, so many people out here are so gullible and naive. You know, if anyone just mentioned Christ's name, oh my God, he's so holy, oh, yeah. we got to stick with them. Or they see you reading the Bible, they oh, oh, he's holy, he's reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. And if the word isn't coming out of the Bible that is truth, then what are you following? But see, a lot of people don't want to believe because they themselves ain't following the truth. 
Alright, I want to go back to, uh, where was we at before you smashed it? Let me see. Go, to, go back to, uh, actually, now. Nah. Let's go to Philippians real quick. It was Romans 3. Yeah, we was at Romans 3, but, uh, let's go to Philippians real quick. I just want to lay a couple more things down before we take off. Alright. Because we made it we made it super clear that, you know, you can't find these things in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? These things that we're mentioning about 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 um Christmas and Thanksgiving, even about the lesbians and the gays, you know, we're gonna go to a couple of scriptures on that too to prove according to the scriptures that it ain't so and you can't put Christ's name up there. And we got a we got a clip we're gonna play in a little while, you know, of a pastor that that's speaking foolishness and we wanna show the people that follow this pastor you know what I mean? Because I found the clip that 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 uh that uh followed his pastor, uh, a famous pastor out there that everyone follows. That he's bugged out of his mind, and according to what he is saying, is not according to scriptures. So you're not really following Christ; you're following men. And exactly. a lot of people gotta realize that that they gotta read these scriptures and understand what God wants from you. Oh no, there was a scripture I wanted to go to. I remember. Um, you know what? Before we go to Philippians, go to uh, there was a scripture I want to go to. Um, the whole Philippians. Yeah, hopefully we're gonna go to Philippians three. You know what? Read Philippians three anyway. So this is the scripture that that we always use when we deal with with this topic we're talking about now. And plus the people, if we're gonna follow Christ, when we left off of First John, right? When we left off of First John earlier, we read about he that saith. He abide in him, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Mm-hmm. Right? So Philippians 3 explains how we're supposed to walk according to the scriptures. So let's read that. Philippians 3 and what? Philippians 3, start at verse, uh, let's see, start at verse, verse 10. Philippians 3 and 10. Mm-hmm. That Philippians 3 and 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Want me to read on? Yeah, okay. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Now, stop there for a minute. Now, when Christ died, when Christ died, he died for our sins, right? For us mm-hmm. to have, for us to have life. Mm-hmm. Because we understand that through the law, through the through the Old Testament, through the Old Testament, we couldn't have that eternal life. Because through the Old Testament it wasn't granted to us. The shedding of his blood had to come to pass because the animals could not give us what Christ could give us. Alright? So this is what Paul is talking about, right? So read on. Uh verse twelve. Mm-hmm. Not as though I had attained or not as though I had already obtained. Because a lot of people think they already obtained. Because that's why a lot of people in these churches say they saved already. Exactly. A lot of people think salvation is already given to them already. Paul's saying right here, I haven't received that yet. You know what I'm saying? It hasn't been given to me yet. Read on. Either we're already perfect. Read on. But I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which also... I am apprehended of, of Christ Jesus. So he's saying that I may apprehend. So he's still aiming towards apprehending. He said, but I follow after. Mm-hmm. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of 
Christ Jesus. So he's saying, basically, he's letting you know that. What is he following after? <laughs> you know, he's not following after his flesh. No, he's not. He's fighting his flesh, mm-hmm. you know, so he can follow after that example that Christ set forth. He's following after that mark of being like Christ, like we read in again in First John's uh, the second chapter. Mm-hmm. Keep going, keep reading. Verse thirteen, yeah. brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. So he don't count himself to be saved like these churches say. You're saved. I've been saved for two years, three months, and two days. This is what they say. Right? And then if they go off and commit fornication or adultery or murder someone, mm. how are they saved already? Because it's not when you think you're saved when you're saved. No, we're supposed to aim towards that mark to the day we die, man. To the day that judgment comes back. Either to the day you die or Jesus Christ might show up tonight. You mm-hmm. see? So how do you know you're going to pass the test? You don't know. You don't know. So you can't say you saved already because there's only one judge, and that's Jesus Christ. The only way you can say you saved if you were only Jesus Christ yourself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are walking around here saying they're Jesus Christ. And they're being taught this by who? By their pastors, that they're saved already. Because they really don't know Christ. Read that scripture one more time. Uh, verse 13. Because, uh, all right, um, Philippians, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Mm-hmm. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Now, stop there. What the heck is he talking about? Well, that, that goes along with, you know, with other scriptures where when you become a new man, you don't uh, go back into the old things. The things that he used to do, he left them alone. Mm-hmm. That's what it means, forgetting those things that are behind. He, he left those things alone, and he, he's following that mark that's to walk in that example of Christ. Now, we give a couple of examples. You know, if we used to serve idolatry, mm-hmm. you know, I know about the Baptist church. I was part of the Baptist church, you know. You know what cracks me up? This is the part that really cracks me up, because by example and through experience, that is. You know what? Through experience... <laughs> Like the come says, a lot of people out here think we come from a different planet or something. Like we just dropped from Mars or something. Like we never keep kept Christmas before. You know what I'm saying? Like we never did Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? Like we never ran around here and slept with a lot of women. Or, 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 or like there wasn't some women in the church that didn't sleep with a lot of men. You know what I'm saying? We have done these things. We have committed wicked acts. But now we start reading the scriptures and we did what? We repented. And now we're aiming towards that mark because Christ did not commit sin. So we're trying to get rid of our sins, get rid of the old man, and put on a whole new being. Exactly. A whole new individual. You want to pull out something now? Um, matter of fact, I'm gonna, if you don't, I'm going to pull out something. Yeah, let, let me go to uh, go Hebrews 11. Cool. <coughs> Hebrews 11. I'm going to go to Hebrews 11. What verse are we going to? Uh, let me start at... Uh... Alright, give us one minute. Alright, Hebrews 11. But while you find that, anyway, a lot of people really think that we didn't enjoy Christmas. I enjoyed opening up presents. 
I enjoy coming in and seeing the pretty lights on the Christmas tree. <laughs> I enjoy giving my girl a card and, 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 and chocolates and flowers and have a wonderful romantic night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like these things I enjoyed also. But I was worshiping the sun god, you see? I was worshiping all pagan traditions, rites, and ceremonies that came with it, you see? But once I read the scriptures, I understood the pagan traditions that was behind it, and I couldn't follow that madness no more. It was either serve God or serve Satan, so I repented, and I wanted to serve Christ. But you found it? Yeah, well, I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to start. Well, okay. we'll just start at 15. I'll try to get straight to the point. All right. Hebrews 11 and 15. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. So when they when Abraham was called, he didn't think about where he came from. He didn't look back. You know, that's the example we also have when we when we look read about Lot and how, how his wife looked back at Sodom. He didn't look back. That's why um, Paul talks about that scripture we just left in Philippians where he said, um, he forget those things that are behind, you know. And this is another example because when Abraham was called, he didn't look back at, at ancient Babylon or Earl of the Chaldeans and the things that were going on in there, so he can return there. But his focus was on the Most High and what the Most High wanted him to do, mm-hmm. so that he can inherit that eternal life, you know. Um, Verse sixteen. Matter of fact, since I said that, read, read eight. Start at eight. I'm gonna read. Then we'll jump back down. Read 8, right. 9, 8, 9. Hebrews okay. chapter 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker is God. See, that's that was his focus. His focus on, was on pleasing the Most High, mm-hmm. so he can inherit eternal life. All right, now jump down to uh, verse sixteen, or verse fifteen again. Yeah, read fifteen again, and then we'll read right. sixteen. Fifteen, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country. That is, in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. So the city is talking about is the kingdom. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's where their focus was. They weren't worried about returning or worrying about what's going on, what they're missing. Mm-hmm. You know, what they're missing in this place or man-made celebrations they're missing out of. They were focused on doing the will of the Father and inheriting the promise that was promised to them through the Most High. And that's where we need to be. But a lot of times, we our minds and our our lust has us desiring to do the things that the world is doing, exactly. and, to, and to go after the things that men had conjured up in their own pea brain. You know, like we had somebody uh, in the chat room putting up uh, the celebration of Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. That's some man-made. That's some man-made garbage. Exactly. <laughs> we got the commandments of the Most High in the Scriptures. And you want to go after some man-made garbage. Yeah. The, the funny part is, right, God came to what people first, period, first and last. But who did God go to? What was the first 
instructions of man, where did it come from and who was it given to? That's the question people got to ask themselves, man. God came to who? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, okay, which formed the Israelites. They were given the laws and statutes and commandments. They were given these things. He is the first and the last. You see, there is no in-between. But see, all these people are bugged out of their mind, man. You know, it's funny that you say that, too, because... The Most High made his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? And promised mm-hmm. them everything, the world. Mm-hmm. But here goes the sons of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Mm-hmm. An Israelite. He wants to go follow Ishmael. Exactly. I want to take up Ishmael's doctrine. Exactly. No, I want to take up Ham's doctrine. I want to be an African. I want to go follow the sons of Ham. Mm-hmm. I want to be Ethiopian. Yeah. I want to follow. Kush. Yeah, I want to follow. Oh, Kush, he was a great empire. Yeah, let me follow him. Oh, Egypt. Yeah, they follow Pharaoh on them. And there's no promise to them of inheriting the world. Yeah. But your forefathers, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the ones that got the promise to inherit the world, you want to turn your back on that. Now, come tell me about a, a, a foolish man. That's awful, man. That's awful. You got more on that? Or no, you? no, that's what Yo, that's Before I even go to this other scripture, right, give me, give me uh, Deuteronomy 32, since you said that, because even a homegirl in the chat room talking that foolishness, or whoever it is, talking that foolishness. I want to go to the scripture, right? Because I got to back up what I just said. Go to Deuteronomy 32. Go to Deuteronomy 32 and read verse 16 and 17. All right? Deuteronomy 32 and 16. Yeah, read that. They provoke him to jealousy with strange gods. All right. See, this is the thing. Mm. Right? They provoke him because he's talking about the children of Israel. The children of Israel want to follow every God but the true God. Right? And they got all kinds of excuses in their in their brains to justify their lust. Exactly. Read that again. Deuteronomy 32 and 16. They provoke him to jealousy with strange gods. Mm-hmm. With abominations provoke they him to anger. Yeah, because the things that you are following are abominations. Exactly. So that makes the Most High mad at you. He's upset. He's angry with you. And the things they were following was they wanted to, back then they wanted to follow the Africans. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't follow the sons of Ham. They wanted to follow the other nations. Exactly. The idolatrous, mm-hmm. witchcraft, Satanist Africans. Right back to what we always say, we always talk about astrology, we always talk about these things, we talk about the sun, we talk about the moon, the stars, and the planets. These things is what the other nations follow. So the Most High gave us laws on how to deal with ourselves and don't get caught up in the snare of them worshiping these things. Mm -hmm. And what do we do? We do it anyway, right? And then you say that I'm not worshiping the sun, I'm worshiping Christ. When you don't understand the spin that Satan put on these ministers out here that call Sunday the first day of the week in honor of him when it's in honor of the sun god. When you study Constantine and understand how he brought in that madness in the church. Exactly. And everyone is following it. You see, just like all these other things. But read on. Read verse 17, brother. Deuteronomy 32, 17. They sacrifice unto devils. Because their sacrifices are, are unto devils. When you worship Christmas, you're sacrificing to a devil. Easter, um, Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, I don't care what you, what you want to call it. If it ain't written in these scriptures, it's a sacrifice to devils. Exactly. Read on. They sacrifice unto devils, not to God. So you can't sacrifice 
the way they sacrifice and say you giving it to God. Because it's not acceptable. Read it again. They sacrifice unto devils, not to God. So when you pop gifts underneath the tree, you're doing it to who? In the honor of the sun god, right? In honor to Nimrod. Basically to Satan. To Satan, yeah, exactly. You're serving Satan. So you're not serving God when you're giving that present and putting it underneath the tree. You're not doing that. When you go on somebody, I do my worship on the first day of the week in honor of, of my God. No. Okay, yeah, in honor of your God. It's the sun god. It's <laughs> Satan. It's witchcraft. But it's not of God. He's not accepting it. Read on. To gods whom they knew not. They didn't know nothing about that God. Because God didn't tell them anything about that. God never taught you how to keep these customs that these other nations are keeping. God, like when you read these scriptures about how they used to take their children and sacrifice them in the fire. Mm-hmm. God didn't teach Israel to do that. They didn't, he didn't teach Israel to do these things. Alright? So we're not supposed to what? Indulge ourselves with grabbing our children and putting them through the fire. He didn't teach us for us to lay and sleep with beasts. He didn't teach us to, to, to cheat on our wives. That was the customs of the other nations. You know what I'm saying? He didn't teach that a man could lay with a man like he lay with a woman. He didn't teach us that. But these other nations do that. But we can't do that. You see? But these are the things that these people don't understand because they still want to put Christ's name on it, but the other nations were keeping these customs. We can't adopt customs from the other nations and say we still serve Christ because we don't really know Christ then if we do that. Read on, brother. Um, what was that? 17, just read 17 all the way through. All right. stop they sacrificed unto devils, not to God. To gods whom they knew not. To new gods that newly that that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. Yeah, see, the Muslims came up way way later on down the road, right? Exactly. All right, <laughs> that's a newly God, brother. Right? Yeah. When when they was doing this, see, a lot of people see today because we always mention Christmas a lot because a lot of people love it. But we see Christmas today as Christ was born on that day. Well, what about prior to Christ being born on that day? They were already keeping that custom. That's what they saying. They saying Christ was born on that day. So, which which is a, a lie. Which is a lie. But yet, to you, let's say for instance, it was true that that when he came about in your mind, that's December twenty fifth. We're gonna follow it. Well, according to this scripture we just read, that's a new guy that came newly up, who our fathers feared not because we never kept that day. You see what I'm saying? And now that we understand that it ain't true because they was already keeping that day before Christ came, they just put Christ's name up there to trick us. That's what the devil, that's what devil did. That's what Satan did. The scriptures you pull out in Second uh, Corinthians 11 explain that. And, and uh, even if he was to say that that was his birthday and you had some type of facts, which I haven't seen yet, mm-hmm. all the facts we saw basically was a sun god birthday. Exactly. But... If you got some belief that that was his birthday, then where does the tree come in? Where does the lights around your house and all that come in? How you justify all that? Yeah, the children sitting on his knee and all this crap. Where does Santa Claus come in? Mm-hmm. So where, know, what, what does that have to do with Christ being born? Exactly. Absolutely nothing. That's why um, the scripture in uh, Deuteronomy 12 chapter tells us, you know, at, around verse 30 on down, that we're not supposed to add anything to the word of God, when we're not supposed to take nothing from. We ain't supposed to follow no other customs, but what he told us, and we're not supposed to add anything to that. Exactly. Uh, Deuteronomy 3, uh, 12. 
12 explains that very clearly. Mm-hmm. I want to go to this one scripture before we take a break and move on, and I want to play that right. clip when we come back. Okay. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. <clears throat> All right. And then we're going to jump down to verse 21, and then we're going to take a break. And then I'm going to play this clip when we come back. All right. So Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Okay. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So this is the transition that we took, brother, and a lot of other people took when they got to learn what Christ was all about. Mm-hmm. That old man, like, going to the clubs, bar hopping, you know, uh, selling drugs, um, you know, being a stick-up kid, being a murderer, you know, being a stripper, being a being being a, a homosexual, like these things, serving idolatry, Christmas, Easter, whatever. All these things were were <clears throat> a custom of our old man. That's what uh, Paul. That's the statement Paul has made in the book of Philippians, where he said, um, "I forget those things that are behind, mm-hmm. and I look at those things that are ahead." Exactly. So now we became a new creature because the Word of God taught us what to follow. Right. Jump down to verse twenty-one. This is how you really know. Jump down to verse 21. <clears throat> for he has made him to be sin for us. So Christ was made what? That sacrifice for us, right? Mm-hmm. Read on. Who knew no sin. He didn't commit no sin whatsoever, Christ. Read on. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So the only way we're going to be righteous, if we're going to follow him, this scripture said he committed no sin. We ourselves was cleansed through the sins we were committing as being that old man. Now we understand, like for instance, I learned that I can't I can't sleep around with women at any given time I want to. I gotta have a wife, stick with that wife, and I gotta be with that wife. You understand what I'm saying? In Christ. I can't go out and, and try to lay with another woman. I'll be committing what? Adultery. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I can't go find a man and lay with a man. I'll be committing adultery. You see what I'm saying? So the thing is I can't do that. Because I'm a new man in Christ now. So I'm cleansed for what the, the, the things I did in the past. Now I'm a new man. I got to stay new. I got to walk like Christ. And these are the things we got to do. So while you um, ponder on that, we're getting ready to go on a break and we'll be back. The brothers from the Body of Christ Church welcome you to listen to our show. Are you smarter than your pastor? Airing. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. In these difficult times, we often look to spiritual leaders for guidance and instruction in our lives. As Christians, followers of Christ, should these leaders speak from their mind or from what is written based on the Word of God? This show will examine things said by men and women claiming to be God's ministers to reveal whether or not they are speaking God's Word and doing His will. 1 Peter 4, verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We hope you tune in and listen to our show. Thank you.
is the Body of Christ Church, inviting you to listen to our program, Repentance is the Key, where we examine repentance according to the Holy Bible and the teachings of Jesus Christ. The show airs every Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So remember the words written in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Jah gave Moses ten commandments upon two tablets of stone. Let Israel out of Egypt and then promised them a home. Samson slew the Philistines with a donkey jawbone. And David slew Goliath. Yo, I, how long these devils think they're gonna escape, man? Go on and expose them. Reverends doing witchcraft and abominations They say they're of the Lord, but they're the friends of Satan Spiritual wickedness in high places We got devils walking around with human faces Divining witches and psychics will bring a curse But what's worse is cats teaching this up in the church Filthy lies and blasphemy is what it is The most high said he would not suffer a wish to live So we examine and reprove all these simple demons Now get your Bibles out Cause it's repentance season Submit yourselves to the will of the most I might Open your eyes and turn from darkness to the light Tune in to From Darkness to Life on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BOCC Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time Repent from witchcraft and the occult Shalom Welcome to our show, It's Time to Awake. On this show, there will be various topics presented, examined, and explained with an emphasis on the Word of God and the doctrine of repentance through His Son, Christ. Romans 13 and 11, and that, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, but now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent, the day is at hand, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. We hope that you may be edified by the word of God through Christ. Shalom. For the uh, new show that plays every Thursday, um, eight o'clock. It's time to awake. Every Thursday, Thursday evening at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, I want to I want to pick up. Actually, you know what? Since we're back, anybody that just tuned in, or you know, let you know that we're going to do you really know Christ? Um, examining the scriptures and proving. We're keeping it real basic, but yet crystal clear that a six-year-old child can really pick up what we're saying. We try to always teach that way, but on this topic right here, I'm trying to keep it real clear and basic um, so that if there's anybody that, you know, first time tuning in, first time listening, or or even those people that's been so defiled with wickedness that they can really understand what it is to come up out of that wickedness. So we got to explain it so clear, you know? Um, and, and even then... You yeah, still come with madness. Yeah. Let's go to Second Timothy, right, chapter two, and read verse fifteen. Before we play this clip, I want to read this uh, this scripture. This is Second uh, Timothy chapter two, and read verse uh, fifteen. 
study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So this is what we are supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be studying for ourselves. Okay, nobody can study for you. You have to read the scriptures for yourself and follow them. All right, the word of God is true, and every man is a liar. We read that scripture earlier. All right, so if you can't study for yourself, how are you going to know if a man is telling a lie or not, brother? How would you know if a man is telling a lie? You're not going to know if a man is telling a lie unless you read the Bible to know what truth is, to get rid of lies and don't take in lies. Exactly. That's the only way you're going to know So you got to study for yourself So if I were to come to you and ask you Like the scriptures tell you about um, About your faith You know the scriptures going to um, Matter of fact I'm going to bring that out The scriptures going to If someone comes to you and Want to talk to you about your faith And you explain to them what your faith is And the reason why You're not following the old way And you're into a new way now right Scriptures tell you about that. I'm going to go to the scripture on that. It just popped in my head. I forgot where it is. Uh, go to First Peter real quick. Go to First Peter and read First Peter chapter 3, read verse 14 and uh, 15. Okay, First Peter 3 and 14. Yeah. But and if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. So, because we understand we change our lives, right? We change our lives. So, there's going to be some things we're going to suffer, you know, since we change our lives. Because, right. like I said earlier, we didn't just come from another planet. We follow the customs of the things that people are following today. So, we're teaching them because, listen, we used to follow that. So, we do understand. So, there's things inside of us sometimes our lust still suffer for the things that we used to do and we want to do again. Our right. flesh it's suffering. That's why we're, it says we war against the flesh. But it's the spirit of God that keeps us in check. So it's a fight. The spirit against the flesh, the flesh against the spirit. Mm-hmm. You see? Read that scripture one more time. 3 and 14. But and if ye suffer for righteousness, happy are ye. And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. Three. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And be ready, be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Now check that out. So the reason why I'm going here, right, because I didn't have this written in my notes tonight. It just popped up soon. You know, it just, it's the spirit just came about. Now, if someone say, why do you keep perim, brother? Because it's commanded of God. It's in the scriptures. And then you can show them and explain it. This is how we're supposed to be in the word of God. You see, why should a man only have one wife, right, and have to keep that wife, and God don't believe in divorce, right, unless she commits fornication, he or she, right? Mm -hmm. Then that's the only way that y'all can split and go separate ways. That's what the Bible says. So I'm just in that, and I can prove that in the Bible. Exactly. So these people out here today that say that I'm serving Thanksgiving or Christmas or better yet, like I said earlier, we always use the same things all the time because we're keeping it real basic. Uh, a man sleeps with a man and say it's okay because God knows my heart. But can you pull out that scripture to be justifying your things? It's like we read earlier. This scripture basically saying the same thing. Well, they basically operate in 
They say they're in Christ, but they still operate in the way the world operates, mm-hmm. which is according to their lust. Exactly. Because that's how the world operates. They go after what their lust wants them to go after. Mm-hmm. And when somebody reads the scriptures and doing something contrary to the scriptures, they just go on according to what their lust want them to deal with. You know, that's why the scriptures in, um, I believe it's First John, where it says um, that sin is in the world through lust. You know, mm-hmm. through lust, because men are following their lust. Exactly. That's all I really wanted from that. Now I want to play this clip, though. I want to. You want to unless you want something. No, no, no. All right. I want to play this clip. Um, just give me one minute. I'm gonna play this clip and go into. It's about. It's about three minutes long, but I'm gonna stop it at about two minutes. All right. It's about two minutes long. So just give me one minute as we get this clip. Hopefully it'll play uh, pretty clear. All the way back to E.W. Kenyon, Kenneth Hagen, even even Kenneth Copeland, and even in my lifetime, every man of God that tried to show you who you really were, all hell tried to break loose against him because it's the only thing the devil has that he can stop you. So, I'm going to start all over again with this series on spirit, soul, and body. I'll be able to say some things today that I couldn't say the first time I taught it to you. Uh, this is going to be a review day where I take all the messages we preach. I'm just preaching all one day. And then next week is going to be more radical. Wednesday Excuse us for one minute. This is going to be a review day where I take all the messages we preach, and I'm just preaching all one day. And then next week is going to be more radical. Wednesday night is going to be extremely radical. I I can't help it that you don't choose to come to church at some times. You're still going to be responsible. You know, you hear people say, well, why do you go to that church so I can be fed? You don't come here so you can be fed. You come here to help me and tap and fulfill his vision. That is, if God called you here, you hadn't been called so you can be fed the word. <laughs> now, if you Wait, get fed in the midst of it, that's good. Okay. You've been in Tampa. Well, let's just stop there for a minute. It keeps getting stuck. But anyway, this is Creflo Dollar going to, you going to his church to fulfill him and his wife's vision. This is what this man said. You didn't come to be fed. You didn't, be, you didn't come to be fed the word. You came to fulfill Creflo Dollar and his wife Taffy's vision, right? Mm-hmm. What, what did Christ tell Peter? Let's, let's go to it. Let's go to it. Yeah, I'll go to it. I'm going to read it. First, I'm going to go to St. John's. So, in other words, before we even read it, I just want to explain something. This this brother said, well, he ain't a brother, a brother of mine, but Crespo Dallas said that you didn't come to his church to be fed. You come to a church to fulfill the vision of him and his wife, Taffy. That's exactly what that, that's exactly what that man said. 
Can I just preach it all one day? Just bring it back. Just bring it back anyway. We'll play it anyway. And then next week is going to be more radical. Wednesday night is going to be extremely radical. I I can't help it that you don't choose to come to church at some times. You're still going to be responsible. You know, you hear people say, well, why do you go to that church so I can be fed? You don't come here so you can be fed. You come here to help me and tap and fulfill his vision. That is, if God called you here, you hadn't been called so you can be fed the word. Now, if you get fed in the midst of it, that's good. But you've been called to find your part in bringing this vision to pass in the earth. That's why you've been called to the church. You haven't been called here before. I came here cause I, so I can get fed the word. Isn't it so interesting how we come to church out of all So You didn't come here so you can get fed the word. Now, if you can get some word while you're here, that's a good too. But you came here because each of you have a piece and a part that you play in bringing. So, <laughs> you, know what, you know what his vision is, is about? It's about you giving him money so he can build as many mega churches as he want to build. It's yeah. all about you giving him money. That's your part in the earth. So, but when you look at it, the part of a pastor is to teach the flock of God according to the scriptures. Exactly. It's to teach them the error of their ways so they can turn from the error of their ways. Not to fulfill our vision that's teaching this Bible. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know. In this vision to pass. So if you're just kind of sitting around being fed, but not understanding that you have a part to play in this vision coming to pass. That's why God called you. When God calls a person to a church, you're called to that church to help that pastor fulfill that vision. Now, check that out. I had to stop right there. That's oh enough of foolishness. So he's saying that if you're, if you're called to come to any church of a pastor, you come to what? Fulfill that pastor's vision. You're coming for that, for that purpose. Is that the reason that God made so-called um, pastors or, or teachers to teach so you can fulfill their vision? I thought everything was about the most high God. Mm. You want to go to that scripture in St. John real quick? You want to read that first? Which one you got? Uh, I was looking for one where he gave some pastors, some apostles. No, we're going to go to, bring to the image of Christ. Yeah, I got a couple scriptures to deal with. So okay. Worry about it. But um, I'm going to read uh, St. John 21, and I'm going to start at verse 14. And then okay, we're going okay. to go to First um, Peter. St. John 21, 14? Yeah. This is now the third time that, that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was raised from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. So, so Christ is telling Peter right here, if you love me, feed my lambs. Mm-hmm. All right, read on. He said to him again the second time. So he, he's saying it a second time now. He said it the first time already. Now it's the second time. Read on. Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. So he's saying the second time, feed my sheep. So this is an important thing. Because why didn't he just say it one time? This is the second time. Read on. He said unto him the third time, <laughs> Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him 
The third time. So Peter is upset and aggravated now. Like, come on, Christ. How many times are you going to ask me? I already answered you. But it's showing you how urgent it is of the duty, you know what I'm saying, of an individual ahead of a church and his responsibility. Read on. Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. So, according to what we just read, brother, is Creflo reading the scriptures? He's, that's, he's, he's doing his own thing. He got his own thing going on. He's not teaching the scriptures. But he mentions his Christ, though, and he says he loves Jesus Christ, and, and every, he talks about Christ. He mentions his Christ's name. He says he's in Christ's name. This is how dangerous this man is because, and a lot of people are so gullible because they allow this man to be head of their soul because that's what they're really doing, trusting in this man to grant them salvation, that Christ brought this man to them so they can repent. And yet he says something contrary to doctrine, something that is not of the scriptures, but yet what's going on? That's the scripture I was going to go into anyway in First Peter. That was my next scripture. So thank you in the chat room right there, brother man. Go to First Peter 5 real quick and read that. First Peter 5 and read verse 1. Start at verse 1. Okay. First Peter 5 and 1. So the scriptures say, here a little, there a little. And that's what we're doing. Read on. The elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder, and a witness of the suffering of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Mm -hmm. Feed the flock of God which is among you. So this is an order that Peter is saying, feed the flock of God which is among you. Yeah, through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but we just read where he got it from. Jesus Christ told him, now he's passing on the information to all other elders out there. Exactly. So when you read verse 1, the elders which are among you, I exhort. Who am also an elder. So Peter said, I'm an elder. But all those other elders out there, he's giving them instructions, right? Mm -hmm. And he's saying in, in a reverse uh, two. Reverse two again. Feed the flock of God which is among you. Read. Taking the oversight thereof. Not by constraint, but willingly. Not for filthy lucre, mm -hmm. but of a ready mind. But see, we already know the vision, like you said earlier, of Creflo. And a lot of these other uh, prosperity doctrines because it's for filthy lucre. That's exactly. what it's for. And they're over, when you when you read it, it says um, taking the oversight thereof because really they're doing it for, for their own glory's sake because they got the oversight thereof, but they're doing it for what purpose? To receive money. That's the vision they're fulfilling is the money. Mm -hmm. You see? And <laughs> without you tuning in to prosperity doctrine, you can't really order anything without giving an offering. You know, you can't receive any booklets, any understanding. And what, where does the scripture tell you that we're supposed to write booklets to explain the word of God clearly, to write books and sell them? We've got a book in the Bible, and it's free. And the teachings are free. All right? And you want to pull out something? The dangerous thing about it is that it shows you also that the people are not reading. Because exactly. he said something that's totally, totally contrary to the scriptures. And there's mm -hmm. many scriptures we can get to show you that's totally contrary. And instead of the people, you know, instead of him being corrected, he receives applause. You yeah. hear people clapping. Yeah, that's right. 
Hallelujah. You can hear him in the background. Hallelujah and clapping. Praise God. You can hear all that. So it doesn't show, it shows that he the danger is is that the people are not studying. So he he's not only the one that doesn't know the scriptures. He might he might even know that and just be telling them that because he know that they're gullible and they don't know the scriptures. Now the scripture we read in Second Timothy chapter two verse fifteen reads, "Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, brother." Crespo mm-hmm. is not doing that, and the individuals. Or, or, or part of his congregation, the people in his congregation are not studying for themselves. And that's the point. I want to bring out this scripture real quick. Let's go to, uh, give me Jeremiah 14 real quick, and then I'll, I'll give it to you in a minute so you can find that. But I want you to read Jeremiah 14 before the clock ticks out, and then we can finish reading up on some more dealing with this. Excuse me. Jeremiah 14, where you want it? 14, 14. That's all I'm going to read. Jeremiah 14, 14, because Crepo talk about this vision that you're going to fulfill that's his and his wife. And then not only did he put himself in that category, but he also put any pastor that you go to, you're there to fulfill their vision, mm-hmm. to support that pastor. That's what the children of God are supposed to do, according to this wicked um, so-called uh, pastor. Let's read this, Jeremiah 14 and 14. Let's see what this says about Creflo Dollar and people just like him. All right, read. Then the Lord said unto me, the prophets prophecy lies in my name. See, they prophesy lies in my name. And that's what Creflo's doing. He's prophesying a lie right now. Because nowhere in the Bible can back up what this man says. Tell Creflo to bring out a scripture saying that you're supposed to be fulfilling the vision of that pastor and his wife. Where is that in the scripture? You're not going to find it. Read. I send them not. I sent them not. Meaning God said, I didn't send them. Read on. Neither have I commanded them. I didn't command them. That was not a law that was given to them. Read. Neither spake unto them. Read. They prophecy unto you a false vision. Read that again. They what? They prophecy unto you a false vision. So they prophesied unto you a false vision. The vision that Creflo and his wife that he's putting himself into is a false vision. False meaning a lie. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's a vision, all right? It's his vain imagination. Exactly. All right? Read. Just read. read uh, yep, they prophesize. Read. Start from here again. They prophesize unto you a false vision and divination. Going right back to witchcraft, brother. Yep. Their vision is going right into witchcraft. This is what the Most High God is showing us here. That's exactly what they're doing. Read. And a thing of naught, and the deceit of their heart. Because it's all lies, and it derives from their mind, their vain imagination, and their heart. A lot of people got to really be careful. That's why the scripture says, study to show thyself approved. If you were to study, you would find that same scripture I just read, that these are false visions that this man is coming up with. And people are, what, sopping it up like gravy, man. Got their biscuit and sopping it all up, man. And eating it up. Just eating it up like it's nothing. And it tastes so good to them. That's why you hear the audience saying, praise the Lord, Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord, Pastor. That's what they're saying. And they praise them, thinking that this is a man of God, when yet he has his own false vision. Yeah. Yeah. It's not according to scriptures. Let's go to first, first Timothy chapter 3 real quick, right? Real simple and plain that a lot of people really need to read 
And it's not hard to read this and understand this, all right? First Timothy chapter 3, read verse 1 and 2, please. Okay. First Timothy, and, these, and we understand that this is, this is Paul instructions through the Holy Spirit to give us understanding on how we set up a church, all right? First Timothy 3, read uh, verse 1 and 2. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desire a good work. So in so many, in so many words, we understand that Kreppel put itself up as that bishop, as the head of that church. Mm -hmm. Read on. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, uh, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. So there's a lot of stuff in there that we could be hitting, but I just want to deal with the teaching part mm -hmm. because the bishop must teach. That's his job. The church is set up so the teacher, the, the bishop must teach, right? He must be apt to teach, right? Now I'm going to 2 Timothy. I'm going to give it to you in a minute. Mm -hmm. we, go, we go to 2 Timothy, right? Chapter 2. What is it he's supposed to be teaching? 2 Timothy chapter 2 and read verse 24 all the way down. Okay. Yeah. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse uh, 24. And, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle to all men, apt to teach, patient. So it, 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 you see where I'm going with this, right? Exactly. I'm dealing with the apt to teach again. Exactly. So what is he teaching? Read the next verse. <clears throat> verse 25. Yeah. Um, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. So you're teaching, and you got to be humble. But it's talking about in meekness going right back into the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Teaching them out of the scriptures, right? Instructing those that oppose themselves, meaning that old man that they once were, try to, try to teach them to become that new creature in Christ now. You got to see. Read on. Um, Verse 25. Read it all the way through. I ain't, I ain't going to stop you. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God preadventure will give them repentance to the acknowledged of the truth. <laughs> Check that out. Acknowledging of the truth. So it's dealing with repentance. It's showing you that the truth is dealing with repentance. That's, that's right. what this is telling you that. Uh -huh. And it's letting you know that that's what that pastor was supposed to be teaching. He's supposed to be apt to teach. See, the bishop is supposed to be apt to teach. And then it's going on to say the servant of the Lord, meaning that teacher, that servant that's teaching, is supposed to be in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. If God, if God, uh, per adventure will give them repentance to the acknowledgement, acknowledging of the truth. So I was once an individual, right, that mm -hmm. was filthy and sleep with a lot of women until an individual came to me. Matter of fact, it was you that came to me and showed me things in the scriptures and taught me certain things through the Holy Spirit to repent of. Mm -hmm. So I was once serving idolatry. And you taught me the things that I was serving was not other scriptures. So the same class we teach you today basically is what you taught me. You know what I mean? That there's certain things, brother, that you're doing and you don't understand that it's not of God. Prove it what it is that you're doing according to scriptures. I can't. I couldn't do that. But you showed me in the scriptures what it was I needed to be doing. So the scripture says if God peradventure would give me would give them so it was given to me repentance to acknowledgement of the truth. Because I found the truth to be the word of God, meaning the scriptures. So I started understanding that I had to stop doing the sins that I was committing. So God gave me that. 
that paraventure. You know what I mean? That paraventure of repentance. And that's what we hope to give, you know, the church or the people out there in the world that God will give them to understand the understanding. Because what is repentance? You have to be committing a sin, which mm-hmm. is transgressing, transgression of the law, and you need to stop committing these sins to understand the truth, right? Yeah. So that's what Creflo is supposed to be teaching. Not the vision of him and Creflo and, and, and uh, the prosperity teaching. Yeah, that's your purpose to come to his church, is to fulfill his vision. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read verse 26. It mm-hmm. says, And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. So it goes to show you that a pastor has a very important job. You're saving souls. You're giving, you're teaching them to receive the inheritance and to have eternal life. Mm. You're giving you instructions to eternal life. So he's not telling you to fulfill whatever it is I want you to fulfill. No, I got to teach you how to make it into the kingdom. That is my job. That is my duty. To recover yourselves out of the snare of the devil. Mm-hmm. You're teaching them how to recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. But well, that's a big, that's big there. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna read something. Yeah, sure. No, go ahead. Give me seven, five, seven. I can't. I can't find it. This is uh, Hebrews chapter thirteen, verse seventeen. I'm gonna read this. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. So. It goes to show you that that rule that he's referring to is going right back to what Peter said about, you know, about the elders, okay, and feeding the flock, having the having oversight of God, you know what I'm saying? And you got to understand that it's our duty as teachers to help, to help the flock of God to obey God, to give, them, to, give them the, to give them the instructions, excuse me, so they can repent of the wickedness that's in them. So you're going to save a soul when you do that. That's a great duty. That's a great deed. So it says that those pastors must give an account to God of their stewardship. That's what it's going to. So one day God's going to show up on the scene and find out everything you have done in his name. Were you working for the Most High God or were you working for your own self? Well, working for Satan, that is, and fulfilling the lust that you have inside of you, which is money. And that's what's going on in a lot of these churches today. They're fulfilling the lust, which is their money. You still didn't find that yet? I give up. You give up? (laughs) (laughs) You gave up? Let's go to Acts chapter 28 real quick. (laughs) Acts chapter 28. Let's read verse 23. (laughs) Acts chapter 28 and verse 23. And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him unto his lounging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets, from morning till evening. The reason why I'm going to the scripture is this is Paul right here when he was trying to talk to some of the Jews, right? And when you read this in verse 23, and when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him and to his lounging, 
to whom he expounded and testified um, the kingdom of God. So he was talking about the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. right? Was well, he just talking about the kingdom, or is he teaching how to enter into the kingdom? Because this is what Paul is referring to, right? Yeah. And you go on to say, persuading them concerning Jesus. So in order, in order for you to have salvation, you must know Jesus and why he came and his purpose. For us to be forgiven for our sins and to turn back and learn of him, right? Mm-hmm. Both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets. So they were teaching out of what, brother? The Bible. Which is what we have today is the Old Testament. Is what they, yeah. they were teaching out of the Old Testament. So the reason why I'm saying this is that because a lot of these churches today don't believe in that. They don't believe that the Old Testament, what do you mean the laws and the prophets? Well, in order for you to understand Jesus and enter into the kingdom, you can't commit sins. And the laws that were written were written in the Old Testament. That's what they were teaching out to get people to know Jesus. So they were teaching out of the law and Moses and out of the prophets. Exactly. Which is the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So let's go on, read verse uh, 24. And some believed the things which were spoken, and some believed not. Just like we have today. Some people still ain't going to believe we have to keep Passover. Some people still ain't going to believe we have to keep Perim. They still believe they got to keep Thanksgiving and Christmas. There's going to be some out there. Well, mm-hmm. we know it's going to be a whole bunch of them. Yeah, that's so, a whole bunch. That's yeah. why they got all the mega churches. Exactly. So a lot of people ain't gonna believe what we teaching because we teaching out of the things Paul was teaching out of, and we teach out of the things Paul at that present time what was what was written. We're teaching out of both. But it goes to show you that there was nothing different between the old and the new because if there was something different, then why was Paul teaching out of the old to give people salvation? Read on. Verse twenty-five. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word. Well spake the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers, saying, Go unto this people and say, Hear ye, Hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and not perceive. Because a lot of people out here got eyes, but they really can't see. Mm-hmm. According to the spirit, you know, and they got ears, but they really can't hear. So some of these things we we teach on a daily on a daily basis, a lot of people are not going to receive it because why? Because they spiritually are not ready to receive it. They're in the flesh and fulfilling their lust, so they don't want to receive it. But we're still going to continue teaching regardless if they want to hear it or not. We're going to still teach Christ. We're still going to teach the laws in Christ and teach that we have to keep them. Read on. Verse 27. For the heart of this people is what's gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I should heal them. And that's what happened to me and you. Mm-hmm. And other brothers and sisters out there. You see, like you're saying that they um ears are dull of hearing. They done heard so much different things out there because in this world there's so much different interpretations and so much different religious philosophies out there that when you come with the gospel of Christ, they automatically got a guard up. Mm-hmm. You know, they automatically think you're coming with a cult or something. You know, so they so they a lot of them have stopped hearing. 
They don't want to hear no more. They done chose to be a Roman Catholic or whatever, and whatever you come in with, they don't, they don't want to hear it. They're setting their ways. And that's what's going on. A lot of people have closed their ears. And that's the sad part because now Christ has been granted. You know, see, we have been bought with a price through the blood of Christ, and we have been granted opportunity to, you know, to have a second chance, to turn back to him and have eternal life. But a lot of people want to follow their pastor or follow, you know what I'm saying, what it is they want to follow. It might not be the pastor. It might be their own vain imagination, and they don't really need a pastor for that because a lot of people out here in the street today ain't trying to hear nothing. They're just doing, they're just living life. They're getting up, partying, getting high, getting drunk, sleeping with all these people, killing people, you know what I'm saying, sexing people up. So they don't even want to hear God anyway. Mm-hmm. So they're setting their ways already. They're already fulfilling their vision just like uh, Kreplo is. And there's another important thing it says in the scripture too because uh, I'm going to read it again. Verse 27 says, For the heart of this people... Is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed. Lest, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and should be converted, mm-hmm. and I will heal them. So the thing is, they they're gonna listen to the words. They're gonna listen to the words, and understand what the scriptures are saying with their hearts, with their minds. And it says, and, sh- and should be converted. So there's a change taking place. Yeah, first that, they heard it, yeah. and now, they, now they're applying it. They're applying it. That's what's making the conversion. Mm-hmm. And now they're being healed. So you see, you're not, you're not going to stay the same person. You're not going to continue to be smoking. You're not going to continue to be eating what you want to eat. You're not going to continue to keep doing the things you were doing. Which is, more discipline. which is what a lot of people say. They, they're in Christ, but yet they're the same person they were two years ago. They're not even changing. Yeah, there is no change taking place. You want to follow nothing? You all set? Yeah, I'm all set. All right. Well, we're going to close shop. But with that, basically, you know, that's basically it for for today's class, today's topic. But we hope that we hope that those people out there that that heard the word of God um, and received the message of the Most High God of Jesus Christ, we give all praises to Him. And we hope that anybody out there um, that received this, that never heard it before, will repent. And may the Most High, you know, grant you more mercy as you walk through this, just like we we ask for more mercy as we try to walk and make it to the kingdom ourselves. So with that, I say shalom unless you got it. I want to give a shout-out, too, to, to, to Pandy Whammy. She always holds it down for us in the chat room. Definitely want to give a shout-out to her, man, for all the work that she has done out there. Well, thank every, you, sister. And everybody else out there that, you know, Supports us and helps us out. Also, you brothers and sisters out there in the chat room and callers that call in, um, we appreciate your support through, through Jesus Christ. And, you know, through um, the Father in Jesus Christ. All right, shalom, everybody. Most high in the name of Christ, bless you. Shalom. If you would like to contact us or learn more about the Body of Christ Church, you may do so by calling, emailing, or by visiting our website. Our telephone number is one eight seven seven eight seven one one seven one two. Our email address is bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Ureach is the letter U, followed by the word reach. So that's bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Our website, thebocc.com, contains our telephone number and email address. 
as well as audio and video biblical lessons and other information geared toward edification in repentance and good works. Again, our website address is the DOCC.com. So please feel free to connect with us today.